three, two, one. Welcome to Breaking Balance. Redefining work, success, and life balance for all sales and marketing professionals. They are international speakers and coaches straight out of Jersey and the home of Spark Tank Media. Here is your host and co-host, Jeff Lobb and Nikki Brand. Here we go. Another round, another series. Welcome back. Breaking Balance. Um, Jeff Lobb here with the Nikki Brand. Hi, Jeff. Hey, we're ready to rock and roll. Yes, let's do it. Yeah, this is, um, so the conversation we're going to have today is, um, you know, is sales and marketing a team sport? I like it. And I'm going to use my little sports analogies, Mm -hmm. taking me back to my coaching days. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we coach kids. You do too. Yes. Um, You coach the girls and and God knows what else you're coaching too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> coach, coaching is like a broad word these days. I know, right? like we, we coach people, yeah, we coach yeah, kids, exactly. we coach right. ourselves. Ourselves. <laughs> right. <laughs> ourselves. Um, but you know, I think I think a lot of it was triggered by, you know, we're finally seeing a little bit of sports happen. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that triggered for me is I am not like a Philly fan or Philadelphia Eagles fan. I don't, who do you like? Who's your team? Well, I mean, it's, it's a embarrassing sometimes to say it we're Jets fans oh god <laughs> I am sorry <laughs> but you know what as a as a fan as a fan you got to stick with them through good times and bad which True. seems to be more bad than good with True. the Jets yeah I, I have to say too like a Giants right. fan yeah too. I was brought brought up a raised Giants fan. we're, new, we're right. Jersey right right we're Jersey but you know one of the things I'm always drawn to is I'm not really drawn to a team sometimes I'm drawn to like the individual like that mm-hmm. fact, that performer yeah so like I'm a big Tom Brady fan love oh. it or hate it you guys can back I'm with you Tom Brady. I love his game <laughs> I love the, you know, just, I love the person or I mm-hmm. love the underdog or mm-hmm. I love that the rookie that came out of college and is our rock star. Yes. So here, here I am watching, uh, uh, I don't know, ESPN or something. I saw Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. right? This is the guy that was like rock star, took them to the playoffs and into the Super Bowl, unfortunately right. towards ACL, whatever. And here I am watching him. He was an absolute amazing rock star. Mm-hmm. And then this year he's getting his butt kicked now. Right to be respectful to him and the guy's earned his cred, but at the same time, he's now getting benched mm-hmm. for a rookie. And quite frankly, I'm excited for the rookie to get his chance. So what brings us to mind is when you look at our sales and marketing, mm-hmm. you know, what takes a top performer yeah. like this whole year running like magic. Yeah. And then two years later, you're falling off the cliff a little bit, or you're having some bumpy roads. Mm-hmm. And you know, you and I started talking about this, like what identifies, like what happened? Mm. And you know, first, I think as, as a top performer in the industry, if you are one and you're watching, right. Lesson, you better stay on your game. Yeah. Right. There's always a rookie looking to take your spot. Absolutely. There's always someone working harder. Yeah. And, you know, so I think, you know, you and I've come up with, and I think we need to talk about today, Mm -hmm. like what are those four or five things Mm -hmm. that top performers have or could have lost Mm -hmm. and reasons that you're on top of your game one day, and maybe not so much the next. Right. And then, and then how do you get back? How do you get back? How, where's the climb? Where's the yeah, comeback? Everybody loves a comeback. You're right. That's hundred percent right. I love everybody comeback. loves a comeback and everybody loves it's, it's often funny times too. I feel like sometimes public, they, they love to see the greatness fall Yeah, and then come back. Right. So I bet Although, you know, Carson Wentz is having it rough right now. I bet this, he's going to have people rooting him on, trying to see if he can get back. And then you're going to have those other people are going, look at that rookie. Yeah. This is your time to shine, dude. That's right. right? And someone's always looking respectfully mm-hmm. to take you out. 
Absolutely. And that goes in business. I think that's what helps us keep on our game is knowing that there are other people out there who are going to wake up earlier, who are going to work harder, work longer, who are going to find time in that day. They're going to plan in those spots that maybe have breaks that, you know, you might be scrolling on social media and someone else is going to be hustling. That's right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Jeff, you came up with some cool reasons and we're going to go back and forth. Yeah. I think, I mean, look, we all have, there's probably more than we have. But sure. It's a little start. The, little core, the core, the core. Mm-hmm. It's let's start with, <laughs> let's start with coaching in general. Coaches yeah. matter. I've seen coaches. I'm sure you have two that come into a team that's failing and turn them into a playoff team in three to five years. Yes. And you wonder like, Oh, what really happened? No, sometimes coaching, coaching always matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the strategy. One of the things we see at the younger levels, I'm sure you do too. Well, you know, when you get to an NFL, you're dealing with really skilled athletes, but when you're dealing, let's say below that, you've got kids and people and, and this replies to applies to business in the wrong position. They're not in the right place. They're not maximizing their talents and skills. They're there because they thought that was the position they wanted to play. Yes. And that's where a good coach comes in and can identify that and can see maybe where your strengths can add to other places. And most importantly with coaching, whether you're on the field or you're in life, hiring a coach is you need an accountability. Yeah. Accountability, right? No Accountability. So many people say they want to be accountable, but then when it comes time to be accountable, they don't want it. Like they don't like the pressure. Um, Because you know what accountability means? It means you have to go through that. It means you have to walk your talk. It means, okay, I want to do this to get to get A to B, to get to B, to get to C. Well, guess what? In order to get to C, you need to do A and B. And a good coach will hold you accountable to what you are looking for. A good coach is not about themselves. A good coach is about the person that they are hired to coach, right? right. Yep. And, and that goes in sports as well. I mean, a good coach, the, the job of a good coach needs to, they can, mm-hmm. I know this for a fact, they can get more out of you than you can get out of you mm-hmm. because they're going to push you to do things that you're going to be uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. And if you're uncomfortable, most of the time you won't push yourself. Absolutely. So. And that goes in sports and life and business. If you take yourself out of your comfort zone, um, it, you know, it's so cliche and I've heard it a million times, but that is where the great things happen. It's oftentimes when you do something that's a bit uncomfortable um, in sports and in life, it's where the big plays happen, right? When you take those risks sometimes and a good coach will hold you accountable to that. That's right. And we just, we, I mean, we see those examples every day. I mean, literally this morning, I just got off a mastermind coaching call mm-hmm. and there were people who were very timid and, you know, not necessarily have their strengths in the right places. And, Mm -hmm. and we were talking about some of their small wins coming out Mm -hmm. of one of our sessions we talked about. And and they were persistent in some of their phone calls and they were, and they finally got to the person that said, I'm going to give you this, I'm going to give you an application. I'm going to give you the sale. Right. And they were shocked themselves when it actually happened, but they were super uncomfortable thinking they're being pesty or they're being a pain in the rear. Mm -hmm. And they just respectfully were persistent in certain ways and actually had a small win. So, you know, sometimes you got to push people to be uncomfortable every day. Mm -hmm. Um, And it comes down to our, our sports out, you know, is making people uncomfortable to try something new. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Maybe for 2021, if you folks out there, you know, if you're, if you're kind of stuck, do I do a coach? Do I not do a coach? You can always give coaching a trial run. Um, Accountability can also be held within friends. It can be held within colleagues. It can be held within family. There are other ways. Yeah. Do you, so let's think about that a second. Cause I, I've, I've tanked, I've played with this idea. Mm-hmm. Do I want to make my wife 
be accountable to me or a spouse? I think there's a, there's well, a, it depends on what there. it is. I think yeah. it depends on what it is. I think in, in most times in business, probably not. Right. I think it's gotta be separate. I mm-hmm. do. Um, but there are, you know, cause I, I feel like it, it I guess it depends if you work with your spouse that's, or not. That's true too. If you're in the similar business exactly, or have total separate paths. Mm-hmm, exactly. That, that could vary. Um, but I do think that that is an interesting question. Um, and I do think, you know, we could maybe go and talk about that another time is the whole, you know, <laughs> balance with your spouse and work. <laughs> this is about balance. It's all right? about balance. Exactly. But, you know, in our sports analogy, mm-hmm. you know, a good coach is going to come in and, and, change the game plan, mm-hmm. create the plan that many of us don't have. We have a lot of people that, that are going to be listening that are solo entrepreneurs or the independent contractor. Right? Sure. Like, I don't have to be responsible to anybody because uh, I don't have a boss. Right. I'm my, own, I'm boss. my own boss. Exactly. And we, you know, we're all in those shoes too. So absolutely. You kind of, that's good in one way, but you still, how do you, how do you level up? Mm-hmm. And someone's got to push you to level up. Absolutely. So when you're looking at a football team or a lacrosse team or a cheerleading team or mm-hmm. whatever it is, um, or soccer, mm-hmm. like you've got to find and be able to take this person and guide their strengths. Yes, and absolutely. So, absolutely. So coaching is one. And, you know, we're, we're referring to our Carson Wentz scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're not sure what happened behind the scenes there, but something's fallen off the path. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, next up, let's talk about who's on your team. Mm-hmm. Who's on your team. So we're talking about it is sales and marketing a team sport. Mm-hmm. Um, who is on your team matters. It sure does. Right. It absolutely does. You know, so you could have the most talented athlete Mm -hmm. and without, I'll just use football because that's the top of mind. If you have a really crappy line, they can't block and give you a place to run through. You're not running through anywhere. Nope. So you could be the super talent and you could also be maybe a very average talent Mm -hmm. that has an amazing front line that can get you through where you don't even have to be a superstar. They're making you a superstar. Mm -hmm. It goes two, two ways. Absolutely. So how does that apply now to our business? Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people struggle when they go, Hey, I'm, I'm self-employed or I'm a sales rep, but I'm out on my own. Who's on your team. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we look at, you really do have a team. It's how you build the people that you could rely on. Mm-hmm. Who do you go to for the advice? Who's pushing you? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a manager. Maybe it's a colleague. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's support staff. And maybe you're on your own. It's your own team of resources, the team you build around you. That's right. Right. Yep. I tell people, um, so as a, like a good real estate example we'll use, mm-hmm. and we can break this out into a lot, but there's an independent real estate agent. They'll mm-hmm. say, well, I'm, I operate myself. I don't have a team. No, you do. You have a title person. You have a potential mortgage partner. Yeah. You have a photographer that could be part of your team. You have Absolutely. a videographer. Absolutely. So you can make them part of your team mm-hmm. and leverage the resources around you. Absolutely. Building your own resource team, I think, is one of the top things you can realize as someone who's independent, someone who is a solo, someone who is going off on their own. Building your own team of resources is building your team for success. Yeah. And I would leverage all of them. Like all of them. Like if I'm going to be doing a, a sales presentation to somebody, I would want my team in on those presentations. They're specialists at what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm a marketing person, you know, I want my design person involved. I want mm-hmm. my videographer involved. Absolutely. I could talk videography and marketing, but they can show you the skill set. They can deliver the language better. They and it looks like you have and perception is bigger than you really are, mm-hmm. which is another thing. You got to show that perception to anybody that you're trying to market and sell to. Absolutely. So I, I think, think even being on, say, like a, a team of marketing people, a, a team of where you, you do have more than one person that you're actually physically working with, you could think of the analogy, say, in NASCAR, you know, the pit. 
when oh. you go to the pit, right? 100%. And all of a sudden, everyone's got to be in sync. There's got to be an in sync to that pit to get your car yeah. back on the raceway, right? right? And I think a lot, a lot uh, in business to be in sync within your group, within your, you know, your colleagues, um, it matters for success because when you have one or two people that are off that you are working with, that it's important that this person's getting this done and that done, you can see it and you can see when the car stops going around. Well, how, here's another thought that just, as you're saying that you just really resonated with me. How grateful are you to the team that keeps you going? So you're the best race car driver right. in the world. If that pit screws up, you're, you're, done. Lo you're losing. You're done. So how grateful are you to the team that makes you the rock star? Absolutely. And I have to say, I think a big part of this is the gratitude part. I, I feel like gratitude is one of the most underrated values of a good team. That's right. 100%. Is gratitude. That's is right. to actually be thankful to say thank you to your team. Right. Because when you're, when you're getting spoken to like that, when you, when the, when the guys in the pit are all screwing on the wheels and taking them off at the same time, that guy's important. Hell yeah. He, if critical. he's not, if he's not doing it right, you're not going you're not getting the car and you're not going to win your race. So right. if you're a rock star, but you're not thankful for what's around you, yeah. right. That it is sales and marketing a team sport. Well then it's not. Yeah. That's right. Gratitude. I really believe is key. So all the things that support the team, I think I was reading something all a year or two ago, or maybe when let's go to Tom Brady, when he was like at the, at the um, New England, mm -hmm. I think he bought his linemen. Like, I don't know if he bought them like cars. Yeah. Or, yeah. I heard like about he that. Something. Yes. Like, I, like, yep. Without those guys. <laughs> yeah. He's getting killed. Like <laughs> right? talk about being grateful. Like, yeah. and know what I think he did too. I think he rallied for their contracts. Oh yeah. yeah and yeah. so he made sure that they were all getting a lot of money yeah. because they were going to protect him. That's right. So, so he was smart. He, so, he, he, he was very thankful for his team. Yeah. So if you're a, a vendor, you're a marketer, you're a solo entrepreneur mm -hmm. who supports you. And it could be even the person that delivers the product for you. Like if they don't get you product, you can't sell. Yeah. If they don't do like, there's a lot of things that will make you fail in the sales and marketing arena. If you don't get the tools and resources and support you need yes. and we forget about them. So while sometimes you're riding really high yeah. without that, support and team mm -hmm. you're in you're in the crapper you're in trouble yeah you're in trouble cool um you, did you have something you wanted i know you had a story about um yeah so you were thinking about well i think what we're going to talk about too um you know next up is kind of knowing your competition uh, and i believe that with sales and marketing knowing who you're up against and mm -hmm. and knowing what's around you it's super important in order to succeed and if we're talking about in sports right most times often maybe the most important is conversation with yourself yep and knowing that we're our greatest you know advocates and our our greatest pitfalls and um you know something that came to mind was the the famous met mackie sasser um who he was a catcher and he they call it he had a case of the yips they call it the yips in the sports world and he <laughs> had a tough time throwing the ball back to the pitcher oh wait a minute so you say he was the again, catcher Matt, mackie sasser mackie sasser okay and so he was a famous Matt. okay and so what happened was he would they would get pitched the ball yeah and he would one two three and literally had issues throwing the ball back to, to his pitcher, pitcher. Crazy. this wasn't a guy up at bat this was a 
This was just, just all back. So just, what happened just. was he got into his head and people would watch this and would get so frustrated because they knew the potential. He was a great athlete. And so finally, um, unfortunately, he ended up walking the ball back to the pitcher and he, he walked off the field. Holy and crap. that's called being in your own head. That's right. This is more than something, you know, it, it, it gets psychological. And I think for people in business, you can relate to this. We're going to have pitfalls. We're going to have, you know, downfalls. Carson Wentz right now. You've got these people mm -hmm. who are going to, you're going to have an off year. You're going to have an off day. You're going to have an off week. How do we pick ourselves back up? How do we get out of our heads? How do we not have a case of the yips? Yes. How can we um, get past that? Because the mind is very powerful, Jeff. Mm. And once we get in our heads that we're not good enough for something or we can't do something mm -hmm. psychologically, how do we pull ourselves out? Yeah. It's especially when it comes to something at a high level. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't care if it's, if it is selling or marketing or whatever it is, it's, it could be sports too. It, the second you get in your head, you don't realize you're in your own head, but yeah. the subconscious mind is yes. making you yes. not perform at a high level. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I just heard a story the other day. I'll try and be very, very vague because mm -hmm. uh, it's very personal. Mm -hmm. um, so a friend of ours has a, um, a son, let's say, um, playing a sport mm -hmm. at a very high level, D1 level. Mm -hmm. And I won't even say what sport it is. Um, rock star elevated person, always winning number one and number one through three, almost everything he does. Awesome. Um, and found out that there was a bit of a medical issue mm -hmm. and the medical issue sounds really serious, like sounds really like scary as hell. Mm -hmm. And ultimately doctors felt everything's still good. Go do your thing, play your sport. Right. Um, but for that six month window, mm -hmm. <laughs> we were losing, we were getting beat a little bit. We were getting the things that were making mistakes mm -hmm. and there was no difference in the person's physicality mm. or the competition. It was the same thing. The only thing that was different was what, what was in his head. head, what was in his head. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, and respectfully scary stuff, Sure, but it wasn't realized. So the only way to make that change was it went back. Hey, let's go back and talk to our medical staff. Mm -hmm. Let's go back and talk to them. What's the worst thing that can happen? Like, what's that worst thing? Like, let's just put it out there. And the worst thing was nothing really scary at mm -hmm. this time in life, mm -hmm. nothing. So I think this person had to hear that I'm going to be okay. This is going to be all right. I'm not going to have an issue. And it started to turn things around. It mm -hmm. changed not only the performance, started changing the attitude mm -hmm. and the way this person looked at the opportunity and saying, hey, I only got one shot at this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ride this. So it was, it was incredible how the confidence had to get built, mm -hmm. but it was so interesting to see how it fell off so quickly and funny? we get in our own heads every yes. freaking day, yeah. like our personal way um, <laughs> yeah. or other people get in our own heads. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to like, you know, whether it's, you know, prepping or, you know, being challenged all the time, mm -hmm. how do you get out of that? So a regular person right now yeah. that doesn't even realize they're in their own heads. I think you've got to first find out, you know, Hey, am I performing at the highest level? Like self-awareness. Mm -hmm. And then Identify. if I'm stuck, mm -hmm. What do I do? Mm -hmm. Who do you go to? Like, who's our go-to? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's where our challenge is. Maybe that goes back to a coach or maybe that goes back to a mentor. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those private mentor one-on-ones, and I've had many of them, I'm sure you have too, mm -hmm. where you, you keep that conversation here, but it's a really heart-to-heart -heart conversation that gets someone's head out of their ass. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, the, here's your issue. Right. You got to listen. I'm going to be the one that's going to tell you that because no one's going to tell you this. And we've all had head in our asses 
scenarios in life. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think everyone out there listening can relate to this and say, you know, gosh, there's been a time where I have not had confidence in myself, or I have been super nervous, or, you know, I've been worried. Um, and these are all normal. Mm -hmm. And I think they're all identifiable and they're all very relatable. Um, but I think when it comes down to it, it's how do we overcome? Yeah. Um, and not end up like Mackie Sasser, who is walking that's the ball cool. back to the pitcher. Yeah. That's, that's a total disconnect mm -hmm. of brain functionality. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that only, I mean, it screws up so much more too, because once you start to fall into that funk, mm -hmm. there's two choices. It, it either gets worse or it's going to get better. Mm -hmm. It's going one direction. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people go deeper into it and can't get out. Mm -hmm. So I think the number one thing is that self-awareness. Absolutely. Understand where you are. And identifying. And I, I really think it's hard a lot of times, you know, especially maybe there's alphas, men, females out there. It's hard to say, Ooh, I'm struggling with this. Yeah, um, I we don't want to like admit to people see that as weakness. Yeah. But I, I will say in the year of 2020, the year of um, <laughs> self-awareness to be vulnerable. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing it, to come out and say, I'm having problem with this, or I'm struggling with this, or I'm not as confident with this, or, you know, that that's the first step. Um, as someone who is a coach, that is the first step to, to seeing that you, you can have change. Yeah. Right. Yep. And the only way to keep moving is change. Like that's how it goes. Change. And especially mm -hmm. to, to the, as we speak right now, I expect something major to change every damn day. Like I'm not <laughs> yes, even sure. No, seriously. Like I'm expecting some <laughs> bizarre yeah. change or schedule shift mm -hmm. or something every day now. It's, yes. it's almost to the point where I've accepted and have to laugh. Yeah, you do. So it, it used to shock me and like, oh my God, and, and we right. derail, right. but I'm expecting derailing every day. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, so many people right now in this time, like we're almost to January, we're creeping to holidays. Yeah. Oh, I can't, I, I want to double my business next year. Right. I want to grow my sales. Right. All these great things, but still no one can tell me how they're going to do it. Mm -hmm. Got to have a plan. I have a plan. A plan, and it really is not. It goes right back to the beginning. That's of right. Accountability, back to accountability like and coaching. It really it's a, it's does go back to that. Yeah. Um, a plan will absolutely get you to where you want to go. Making plans, it's a beautiful thing, and not all plans go as planned. That's right. And not all plans, you know, have to be completely spelled out. But a goal. But uh, an endpoint, seeing something at the end, you know, going back to, is this the team sport? Well, when, you know, when you go into your sport, when I went in, we field hockey, I played in high school, we're very good. Our end goal were to be champions. That's right. Like, that's why we played. We didn't go to just mess around and make memories. We went to be champions. That's right. Right? Yep. And that's what we became. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot of hard work. And that goes right back to business, right? It's having that goal, having that team, having people who support you, going inward, yeah. right? Yep. Identifying who you are. I think that's all a part of it. Let me go back to that sports analogy a second. So you could have the plan to do X amount of dollars mm -hmm. or volume or units mm -hmm. or sales or whatever it is. So look at the foot, look at the sport of football. You have quarters, right? Mm -hmm. Every quarter, you got a little breather, trying to figure that out. But what happens at halftime? Mm -hmm. Halftime, you get into that locker room and you're going to figure out, hey, what the hell just worked right. and what is not working? Yes. And you're coming out of there with a different. So the goal is the same. We still mm -hmm. want to win. Right. But you're changing the plan. Mm -hmm. So when we look at people's plans, and this happens a lot with our business planning stuff, um, no one reevaluates the plan. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't look quarterly. Yep. They don't evaluate. They don't right. see what's wrong or not. And then they don't go have a halftime. 
they just go and they realize like I'm off and I'm not making it or I'm, I'm exceeding. I'm not even sure why. Mm -hmm. And you need to realize back to being self-aware that sometimes, okay, we made a goal in January and then come, you know, March, I need to reevaluate or we're looking quarterly here. You know what? I want to bump it up a little bit. I want to challenge myself more. I want to do this or that. Um, that goes right back with, with sports and, and knowing, all right, I got it. What can I do? To reevaluate where I'm at at this point of the game. That's right. What plays am I going to change? Mm-hmm. Who's performing better than others? Mm-hmm. What is working and what's not? Right. And if you are ahead of your goals, that's great. This is where you step up mm-hmm. and, then, and reach for something bigger yes. and shift or try something you didn't try. So mm-hmm. there's a million ways to do it. The, pro- the problem is mm-hmm. no one takes the time to do it. Right. So it all works if you took the time to do it. And granted, you might have good managers and, mm-hmm. good, and really an excellent manager might do some of this with you. Sure. But sometimes they may not be as biased. They're looking at their game plan too. Yeah. So, you know, wh- who's looking out for you? Yes. Yeah, you got to figure that out. Too. Absolutely. So, you know, there's a lot tied into sports. I think that one of the last things, mm-hmm. you know, is, and I think it's huge, is communication. Yes. Couldn't be more important. Communication's tough. Um, how you communicate on the field, mm-hmm. off the field, um, when it comes to our world, and I think this is probably another whole session that mm-hmm. probably you're masterful at, but is understanding the personalities you're dealing with. Yes. Understanding, you know, what's important to you may not be important to me mm-hmm. or how, how you say something to me might be different than I would say to somebody else. Yes. And get yeah. a different response. Oh yeah. There is so much we could talk about this. And Jeff, I do think we should call yes. this as a topic sometime. Is, Absolutely. Is communication within... <laughs> I'm that excited about it. It's communication within Boom. your office, within your people, colleagues. Um, definitely having the the emotional intelligence. Right, emotional intelligence. Yeah. Is yep. big, honestly. Yep. I, I see so many people who don't have it, and I often wonder how the hell they're successful because I do believe emotional intelligence when you're working with other people is key to success in business. And everyone thinks in their own minds, no, I'm good at it. I know how to do it. Like I'm the first one to tell you, well, I think I might be good at it. I miss opportunities all the time. I miss the right words sometimes, or I miss the right signals sometimes. Absolutely. Or listening, listening. We could do a course on listening and listening to other people and how important it is to hear what they have to say. That's right. And we were talking about this earlier. Sometimes like you could be talking to me right now. No, my husband looks at me and and I'll talk to him and it's over. He's not really listening. I I do the same married thing. No, that could be the same. It all happens to both of us too. It's the same in my world. (laughs) Right. Or my kids. Yeah. Like they're saying something. Here's the, here'd be the challenge. We could do this and have a fun thing. Like we Mm -hmm. can have a listening, uh, like a listening challenge. You speak for like two (laughs) minutes and let's see if I can actually regurgitate some of the stuff you just said. Like, what did you just say? What are say? 10 words I said? That's right. What are 10 <laughs> words? And what, did you have a clue what I meant? Right, right. Um, exactly. But when it comes to our customers, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, they are, you know, we don't listen enough. And mm-hmm. we say it. It sounds easy. Oh, everyone tells me about listening. But do you really do it? Right, right. Like, really shut up and listen. And are you processing words or are right. you thinking about what you're trying to say next? Right. That would be a fun little activity. Um, we could definitely do into the new year. I would love to do that. Makes all the difference. Well, and I'll tell you, we could take, and this will reflect me back to my sports and we can kind of mm-hmm. think. So we used to, when I had a, let's see, it was probably a fifth or sixth grade team football team at the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've watched fifth and sixth graders play and there's some kids that, and depending on coaching, yes, some could um, go out there and just barely run a play. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I remember my team, we had a good skill set of kids mm-hmm. and we put them in the right positions. We got to a point where we were able to make an audible call. Like if, if the quarterback saw something, mm-hmm. which is the, 
that he can make a change by tapping his helmet, mm. tapping his helmet. Right. And our players knew we met. Communi- right. They can communicate audibly mm-hmm. and make a change on the line. And we empower them to do that mm-hmm. where some kids can't even get a playoff. Sure. So that comes down to coaching and skill and the kids in the right places to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, um, our fifth and sixth grade team, I didn't coach this year, but the, the fifth and sixth grade coach that won the championship this year, I won't mm-hmm. say his name, but masterful at that, like mm-hmm. truly a masterful, was doing audible calls from the sign. Now, when these kids get to a higher level, who knows what coach can do that or, or mm-hmm. extend that skill set. Yeah. But when it comes to our business, how are we communicating? Like we may send a text message that sounds rude to somebody. Yes. Or it sounds happy to one, but like condescending yes. to another. Yes. Um, Mixed messages on texting. And how many, Absolutely. how many times was I told that the something I said, maybe it was, it sounds crazy, male or female, a female interpreted it differently than a male. An exclamation point, an exclamation word can be excitement or it could be, I'm mad at you. That's right. Like, you don't know. Right. Or yeah. And totally disrupt whether they're even going to respond or not to you. Absolutely. That communication is key. We got to dive more into this come the new year, Jeff. That's going to be a new topic. So, so if we had to kind of recap, you know, is sales and marketing a team sport? Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It is. Double hell yeah. And I, and I think we struggle if we're out there on our own, if we're a sales rep or marketing person and yeah, we have a group. Mm-hmm. but you think you're your own ship. We need to find our own resource within That's right. and evaluate it, evaluate it and value it. That's I right. think very important. All right. So is there one magical takeaway from you? And I'll give you the one last one. Um, one I think one. overall, when it comes down to it, you know, some of the highlight things we've highlighted, you know, the coaching and and you know who's on your team and communication and whatnot. I think knowing your competition within yourself, um, that self awareness, I think, is really important when it when it comes to success in business. And I I believe in my heart of hearts that even the most alpha of alpha males and alpha females out there, um, when stopped and looked at themselves, um, knowing that their own competition is them. Um, getting down, getting a little vulnerable, um, working on themselves, I think is only advancement and success. I think you're right. Trying to always say, thinking you're on top of your game and you probably are, but always questioning what could I do better? And sometimes that alphaness doesn't allow you to. mm -hmm, And what are things I can work on? And then, and then of course, getting out of your own head, Um, things that, you know, dropping down a peg and realizing, oh shoot, I messed up or I'm fearful of this or whatnot. Um, and either looking to a coach or looking to a mentor or looking within yep. and starting back. Um, we are always, I am always rooting for the underdog. I am always looking at someone who gets knocked down and gets back up. I love it. <laughs> I love someone with that sort of success story. All right. So now this is something you don't even know, Yeah. but this could be another story for us Okay. right here. And I can't do it right now. Guess okay. what's on my shoulder right now? What's that? The underdog. The underdog. The underdog, like remember Mr. Underdog, the underdog. Yes. He's right here. Yes. It's right there. Yeah. And I and I'll and I did yes. it for that reason. Yeah. Because I've always um A felt like I was the underdog growing up, mm-hmm. but I also believe more in the underdog because they have more to fight for. They got more grit. Yes. Um, they're always striving to do something and beat the odds. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when people look at even we look at our careers, yes, I was always in an underdog position, mm-hmm. but in many ways. 
I would always want to be the underdog. Mm -hmm. I want to be the one that says I can go from here to number one. Once you're at number one, it's hard to keep. Oh yeah. Right. You're, yes. you're always, you're always yes, there. Absolutely. So the underdog seems to be that grit. So mm -hmm. um, I love it. It's, yeah, it's right there. Maybe we're, I'll have to we're get, a, get, we'll have to get the, a photo. I want to get something. into the underdog with you sometime. I think we're going to have a good underdog talk. We do. Um, <laughs> my, my biggest takeaway is, and I, it, I don't want to use the word coach, but like mentor is having someone push you to be bigger than you are. Mm -hmm. No, there's, if you don't, you can push yourself, but someone else can push Someone's you, hold you accountable. that could be bigger than you are. They can get more out of you by making you uncomfortable. So I always ask mm -hmm. the question, what's making you uncomfortable today? And if you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. Mm -hmm. That's my perspective. Let's on grow. Let's All grow. right. That's a wrap. 2021, lots of good stuff. All right. All right. So we're breaking balance. Um, so for those, um, if you've been watching our series, Email us, breakingbalance at sparktankmedia.com. Mm -hmm. Reach out to Nikki and I. Um, feedback. We are now on all um, Spotify, Find iTunes. somewhere. We're, we're all over the place. Uh, yes. YouTube. Yeah. Um, since we're streaming this with Zoom and stuff. So mm -hmm. uh, we we'll look forward to seeing right you guys right. next time. Bye.